Welcome to the favorites. I am Jeff Schwartz, and this is our Monday Parlay Show. And with me, as usual, when Chad is out, is Blackjack Fetcher and Paula Duca. Gentlemen, how are we doing this Monday morning? Great, Schwartzy. How about you? I'm fantastic. Pauly, <laughs> how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, as usual, on this Monday beautiful morning, man. What was your worst what, what was your worst bad beat this weekend, Pauly? <laughs> I've had one of my worst beats ever this weekend, as in is a funny beat. I am positive that Scotty Montgomery, the coach of East Carolina, played the over. Did you enter an over East Carolina against NC State was sixty this weekend. Now if you go look at the stats, NC State had over six hundred yards on offense, East Carolina had a hundred. Well at the end of that game it's fifty eight nothing with like a minute left and East Carolina has the ball. At this point, they have 50 yards of offense. Guy runs the ball 54 yards all the way down to the NC State, like 30-yard line. They proceed to run two more plays and not gain a yard. So now there's three seconds left. And they run out of bounds, and they start lining up to kick a field goal down 58 nothing, and the under and over is 60. Then the NC State coach starts icing the kicker because he wants – the shutout, and of course the kid drove it to make it 58-3, 61. I think Lauren Joffe, our own Lauren Joffe, had it under. It was the most comical. It's not, it's not an awful beat. I mean, I mean, it's a bad beat, but it was the most comical beat that the NC State coach tried to ice the kicker, and then Scotty Montgomery actually tried to kick the field goal down 58 nothing. Blackjack, have you, did you, I know we've had some rough weekends, all three of us. What, do, you have a, do you have a bad one this weekend? They were all bad, Jeff. Every single one of them was bad. <laughs> I mean, I had the Indianapolis Colts who lost six to nothing to the Jaguars. That was poor, yes. The Jaguars had 211 total yards of offense and won a game. Uh, I had the Cleveland Browns who just got obliterated by the Texans. I had the Steelers who choked it away at home against the Chargers. I, I mean, it was just it was a disaster of a weekend. I, I, I said this to someone in our office this morning. Chad and I look at gambling very, very differently. And somehow, we both went O for Sunday. I, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> um, your show on Friday was contentious. It was fantastic. It was a lot of uh, anger, like real anger. I feel like real, like you both despise each other's betting styles. You bet more uh, like a combination of the public and a little bit of sharp. And Chad obviously tries to be a sharp all the time, and you're right, it produced some interesting results. Because this weekend, look, on the NFL side, it was weird, right? We had, and look, and, and all of us did this. Well, I think Paulie bet the uh, bet the the Patriots, but, you know, the Vikings, right? The Vikings felt like the right play in New England. Yep. Of course, it, it wasn't the right play. They covered that, uh, as usual, at home. Um, and, you know, some big favorites continue to just, you know, the Rams, for example. I had Detroit plus 10. I thought that was the right play. It felt the right play the entire game. Well, guess what? They covered the very end, you know, as well. There was just some, you know, Seattle covers big as well. There's just some weird games again this weekend. Um, and my worst beat, I think, well, a couple of them. I mean, like I had Utah plus five in the Pac-12 Challenge game. They, they lost 10 to three. I mean, come on. Well, that was a bad beat, Jeff. I mean, listen, Utah's about ready to take the momentum. And listen, the kid drops the ball, bounces off his hamstring, and the kid from Washington goes 70 yards. Changed the whole momentum of that game. So, yeah. I, I, you know, just... There was things like that. And in, in college football, Memphis collapsed in the second half. Um, 
Uh, uh, how about Buffalo being up 29 oh, to Buffalo. 10 against NIU? Yeah. And NIU yeah. has like the 125th ranked offense. And they yeah. scored like 30 I mean, they, points they, in a row. There was a <laughs> lot of collapses in the second half uh, this week, you know, and, and especially in college football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think my favorite, well, Texas getting not covering is pretty brutal too in that Oklahoma game. But I had, so I had the, the Jets yesterday, the under, the under team total of 16 and a half. Like I knew they'd go into Tennessee and not play well offensively. I, I was certain of it. They had not played well on the road all season. Tennessee has a really good defense. So I was right. The Jets had five field goals on offense, so 15 points, but they had, they had a pick six in the first quarter and it went over. I mean, what are you going to do at, at, at that point? Um, all right, but we're going to have a, a great week of, of our parlay bets. Last week, I was one and two, Chad was one and two, Paul was one and two, and this week I feel like we're going to have a, a great week. Now look, college football, by the way, only one college football game this weekend, Army-Navy, so big slate NFL, but we can also, because parlays last however long you want to make them, we can put in futures in this, we can put a basketball game, a hockey, whatever you want, you guys want to do, uh, we can do whatever we want. So just a, a quick reminder how this works, uh, we'll take a look at everything that's that's ahead of us for the week, like we talked about, like I just mentioned, um, and we'll put them into a, a, a nine-team parlay 20 bucks a person, 60 bucks to win 20,000. We've been sort of close sometimes, but I think this week we're really going to get it. I'm going to start us off as usual. Let's get some, some NFL action here. The Ravens are, are plus seven right now in Kansas City. It opened at nine. I should have grabbed it yesterday. I looked at it yesterday, thought to myself of, of grabbing it, didn't do it, but I'll still take Baltimore plus seven here. Give you a couple reasons why. Um, Obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan. I'll throw it out there as so I watch every Chiefs snap possible. Um, and the Chiefs have games every year. Baltimore is a perfect example of this, of this game where they play a home game and they just have a complete stinker. And it's typically against a team that runs the ball well and plays good defense. It gets what the Ravens do. They play good defense and they run the football, especially with Lamar Jackson. And they've won three straight games. Um, and it's just, just ripe for the Chiefs can still win this game. I think they will, but this is ripe for a Chiefs three. To four point victory, uh, where the Ravens run the ball for 250 yards. They are able to shut down this offense just a little bit. Now, the Chiefs did not miss Kareem Hunt yesterday. They, they probably won't miss him very much. They play the Raiders, though, right? And, and the Chiefs defense allowed the Raiders to, to almost win that game. Right? It was 33 30 at the end of the fourth quarter before the Chiefs added a late touchdown. So give me Baltimore plus seven. Uh, Paulie, what do you think about that? This surprised me. I played against Baltimore the last three weeks. I mean, even RG3 came in yesterday. For I know. <laughs> I mean, like, and played well. Um, yeah. Then Lamar Jackson came in and sealed the deal. Their defense was just uh, was just dominant, too. Um, when they get the lead, they're, they're dangerous. And you're right. They're playing the ball control game, but he's been pretty accurate. He's been pretty good, better than I thought he would be, Blackjack. Yeah, I, I like this pick a lot, Jeff, because I think that after we, you know, we we saw we got another look at that Chiefs defense against the Raiders. You know, we saw what the Rams did, but you didn't expect the Raiders to go in there and put thirty three on the board. Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to shred that Chiefs defense. I mean, they are going to run all over them. It's it's I I think they'll absolutely hang in this game. I think seven's too many. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Paulie, you're up, buddy. Okay, well, um, I'm just going to go with the principle. You just can't lay too many points. I mean, the Buffalo Bills being a nine-point favorite is just too much for me. So I'll play the Jets in somewhat of a revenge game, I guess, considering the Jets got beat by the Bills 41-10 the last time they played. So 
I'll take the nine points in Buffalo. This game has a feeling 16-13, even though the Bills, I don't know how they keep doing it, consistently are in games. And maybe Josh Allen is like proven that he has a little gusto in him and he's a winner. I thought Darnell played a little bit better this weekend. And like I said, after they get blown out 41-10, these games sort of start to tighten up the second time they play each other. So I'll take the nine points. I mean, the Bills being a nine-point favorite at home, I don't think we probably have to go probably like six or seven years back for them to be that big of a favorite at home. Blackjack? I mean, Paulie, if you can catch nine, I absolutely would do that. Um, but I I mean, I, I see three and a half most places, so I don't... Oh. It's just nine on the app. That's why I couldn't understand what if it was down to before. Well, there's like, one book that has, that has nine, and then there's every other book that has Buffalo minus three and a half. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was stupid anyway, so... <laughs> So you, 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 you taking, we're taking the nine. We are we gonna lock? We gotta lock this in somewhere. Lock it in somewhere. So we, we there is a nine blackjack. You there see is that. a nine. There, I'm looking at a nine. Okay. Well, we a nine. A nine. It is. Look at us. Well, <laughs> all right. I, I like this as well. I mean, come on. Buffalo should not be nine point favorite no. against anybody. It's ridiculous. That's 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 a mistake. And hopefully, people, if you're listening to the show this morning, go find this line and go jump on it as quick as possible. All right, Blackjack, you're up, buddy. All right, listen. There's no more college football except for Army Navy, but you know what, Jeff? No problem. We're going to the ice, brother. We're going to the NHL. We're going to take a look at Saturday's slate. Is a game I love here, and Jeff, I know you're going to love it. It's our Vegas Golden Knights playing the L.A. Kings. Vegas hasn't played quite as well as they did last year, but there's been one thing that still holds true. They own the Los Angeles Kings. They've got their number, baby. They dominate that team. I'm taking the Knights on the road Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern, Golden Knights. Money line. Absolutely fantastic. You know that my hockey gambling consist of following your picks, especially if you have the Golden Knights. I'm rolling with it. Pauly, do you, or Pauly, are you a heavy hockey gambler? No, I don't play hockey. I, I, I think I played one game last year, but no, I like have my um, Las Vegas Knights jersey because of all the money that Blackjack won last year, so I was on his train. So yeah, I'm with him. I, I agree with this. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% in on this. All right, guys, let's go to my second pick. Um, my third one's going to be a doozy, by the way. I, have, I, have a fun, I think I have a fun third one. But my, um, my second one here, let's go to uh, Arizona Cardinals plus two and a half at home against the Lions. This is outrageous. The Lions are not good enough to be a favorite on the road against anybody. They, they can't score right now. And Arizona just came off being the Packers. Look, it doesn't matter the Packers maybe have quit or not quit. They went to Lambeau Field in a game the Packers had to win and won this game. Now they go back home and everyone, of course, so far early on is taking the Lions. The Lions gone up. It might even go up even more, but the Cardinals defense, by the way, has played decently enough, especially at home. Look, yes, the Chargers game wasn't very good, but Rosen keeps improving right here. I just, I don't trust the Lions, quite honestly, to go on the road and cover this spread. I don't even trust them to win this game, quite honestly, on the road. They're a complete wreck right now. They're four and six, excuse me, four and eight. Um, I like the Cardinals here, and also because the public is throwing all their money on the Lions early on. Yeah, I actually like this. I thought it was a big win for Rosen. Um, they moved the ball consistently yesterday, and like Matt Stafford came down and 
tried to uh, with the backdoor cover yesterday, or at least tried to. Is it me or Stafford ever going to learn to throw a ball less than 180 miles an hour <laughs> on a five yard in route from the five yard line? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> God. So I actually don't mind this pick. And listen, when you have a young quarterback, correct me if I'm wrong, young one quarterback, and the season's over. Season's over for both teams. The younger quarterback, and I would think the guys are going to play more for him and, and, and try to progress, and especially for Wilkes, too, first-year coach. So I, I, I don't mind this play at all. Blackjack? I like it, Schwartzy. I like it a lot. I've been high on the Cardinals this year. I, I You know, Steve Wilkes, the first year as a head coach, he, he obviously needs a little bit of experience in-game, but everything you read coming out of Arizona is that the players really love him. They're playing hard for him. You know, Rosen, I think, is developing. It's been a little slower than I than I kind of expected it to be, but – He's getting there. David Johnson's getting more involved lately. Um, and, yeah, the Lions just don't do it for me, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Matt Patricia has not impressed. He's done some weird things, said some weird things. I, I That team's done. I, I, I'm i with you. They shouldn't be a road favorite. I'm taking the points to the home team. Does Patricia actually use that pencil? I have not seen him use the pencil. No. I feel like, like I feel like if you're a head coach, though, you have to present yourself a certain manner. Like I get the beard as a thing. He doesn't even look like he brushes the beard. It's just like he wakes yeah. up in the morning yeah, and just shows up at the facility. Like you're a head coach, man. It's okay to have a beard, but like, can you yeah, brush it a little bit, maybe? Yeah, one Listen, if there's a lady rolling in there or a guy that has no clue, he could be mistaken for the custodian. <laughs> How about the first game this season? He wore like a backwards hat. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That's when I knew Chris Mullen was a joke when Chris Mullen became the head coach of St. John's and he wore shorts on the sidelines. That was it for me. Yikes. Wait, I thought in Maui, like they, in the opening tournaments, they wear shorts and stuff, coaches. It doesn't matter. You don't wear shorts on the sidelines when you're head coach <laughs> of any program, Jeff. Come on. I don't think men should ever wear shorts. Unless you're like uh, Frank Cush back there. You're wearing yellow shirts on stage. Yeah. Should, practice, should, yeah. should everyone go? Should everyone do the uh, the Mike Nolan on the sidelines in the NFL just wear a suit? <laughs> You remember Mike Nolan wore a suit, but by the way, the yes. suit was like sponsored by Reebok. They wouldn't let him wear his own suit, so, so like he had Reebok sponsored suits he was wearing on the sidelines. Listen, Very awkward. It, if, it just looked weird. If Paul Leduca were coaching an NFL team, he would be wearing a suit. I've never seen the man in anything other than a suit. Or God soul. yeah, God bless his soul. I would go Payne Stewart. Or why? Why can't? If baseball managers wear the uniform, which is still a weird thing in my opinion, now, Gabe Catler, Gabe Kapler is like the was the only coach last year who just refused to wear a uniform at all. Like he didn't even have it underneath, right? Just he just wore the pullover every game. So, yeah. like, how funny it would be if, if Bill Belichick was out there yesterday cussing out Adam Thielen while wearing a full uniform <laughs> of the New England Patriots? It would be, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be amazing. Well, you know the best part is, is well, Bobby Cox wore spikes. His whole career as the manager, he came. Jim Harbaugh like, wears them. Yeah. Listen, and if Harbaugh we're talking, if we're talking about coaches wearing NFL uniforms, I got to see Andy Reid in some spandex. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Andy Reid is the best. Some by the way, big red yeah, spandex. Pat, 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 uh, he would not. The all white uniforms would not be good for him. <laughs> would not be good for him. I, I love you, Andy. All right, Paul. I believe you are up, buddy. Okay, so I got Vito last week. On, on the Texans, and it, it was the layup. It was a layup. I told you that Baker Mayfield was a joke and that the Texans were going to beat him. But now, they come back with the Texans minus five, basically last week was a weird line, right? 
you come back with four and a half after the Colts get shut out. I think the Colts, and I know you don't want to don't want to be on the sharp side, but I think the Colts is the sharp side here. So I like the Colts are plus the four and a half points. I have a feeling that this game will come down to one possession. The Colts need this game, and they're going to have to run the football because they cannot protect. Or they have protected Andrew Luck. Yesterday they didn't, but up till yesterday. And they're going to have to run the ball a little bit better. I mean, there's absolutely no offense. And I think the knee-jerk reaction would be after watching Indianapolis do nothing. Um, I think a lot of the action already is on Houston, saying they're on a roll. But I just have a feeling that Indianapolis and Andrew Luck somehow is going to stay in this game. This is going to be a three-point game. I love this. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even look at this. I mean, it, I think you're absolutely right. All the public money so far as being thrown on the Texans, not surprisingly after Colts getting shut out. But how often do we see an Andrew Luck team get shut out? I, there's got to be. I know it's early in the week, and we don't have all the information in front of us uh, at this time. So, But, like, th- there's there's got to be something where if you get shut out the next week, you score, like, 40 points the week after, right? I mean, there's there's no way that the Colts don't come into this game and score a lot of points. I agree with you here. Four and a half seems like a great pick. I'm not going to throw the flag on you here, Paulie, but I will tell you I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this because I've I've been on the side of fading the Texans for a few weeks. I've been high on the Colts. I don't know, man. At some point, do we just have to look in the mirror and realize that maybe this Texans team is legit? Like maybe they're just really good. It's almost. I think the Texans for you are like the Ravens for me. Like I can't. Are they? Yeah, but the difference is this team's nine and three. Yeah, I know. The Ravens they're getting better without Flacco, and I just thought. No way you're making this guy gonna play. Boom shakalaka, they're playing better. It's like yeah, I get what you're saying, The 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 one thing that worries me about the Texans, and this is where it, it look, Deshaun Watts has not thrown for over two hundred and thirty nine yards in the last seven games. Like this is a passing league, and they win one way. And that, to me, is a concern. That's why when you have a Colts team that's more well-rounded with the way they can win football games, that's what worries me about the Texans, is, is they win one style. It's the same with the Cowboys, right? And look, I know it's maybe tough sometimes to to convince yourself that that's a winning way, but it, I, I, I can't see it. Like The Colts can do a lot of things, and they're going to come in this game upset, especially they lost the first game in overtime, and that was a close game as well. I, I just I can't. Maybe the Texans win this game by over a field goal. I, I don't see it, man. Yeah, I mean that, that's why I, I'm not throwing the flag on it, Paulie, yeah. because I think it's it's close, and, and you know you're catching four and a half in a divisional game that, as you said, Indy has to have, and they're off a bad effort. So you know, let's let's hope for the best. All right, you're up, buddy. Blackjack. My next pick. I'm sticking with the NFL here. I'm taking the surest bet in the entire damn league, and it's the New England Patriots. All right, <laughs> I don't care that they're in Miami. I don't care that they struggle in Miami. You know what I do care about? That everyone listening to this has already gone and bet Miami plus nine, and the number's now down to eight. All right? Give me the Patriots. I'm laying the eight points. They are the only certainty in the NFL. Week in, week out, they not only win games, they cover them. And if you need a little extra motivation, this game matters to them, whereas a lot of years it doesn't because they've got the Texans right on their heels for the the second seed in the AFC. They're still trying to catch Kansas City for the one seed. This game's important to New England. New England by about a 1,000. <laughs> they have struggled for whatever reason in Miami. It's very odd. I don't get it. Um, but isn't this true, man? We, we have... 
all these teams kind of like all up in the air and, and Steelers struggle last night and Chargers playing well and the Chiefs uh, didn't look terribly great against the, the, the Raiders and, and the Ravens have won three in a row with Lamar Jackson. Like everything's kind of like this weird. And then look over here in New England, just quietly stomps the Vikings out, playing some good football. It's just New England's playing their football in December like they should be. And so I agree with you. I think they go into Miami and try to solve this curse of the Dolphins um, and, and cover this game. So I'm with you here. All right. I'm up third pick already. Um, I said I was going to be weird with it. And I'll throw, I'm going to throw out a pick. I'm not going to take this pick, but I'm gonna, in this parlay, but I will take it eventually. Alabama, Oklahoma under 79 and a half. It's going to happen. I, I'm, that was going to be my word. I'm not going to take it here because I, I found another pick that I think is better for this week, especially. Give me the Browns at home plus one over the Panthers. Yeah. First of all, the Panthers are now like one in six against the spread on the road or one in five. against. They, they're awful on the road this season. Come, awful on the road this season. And for whatever reason, of course, everyone's betting on the, on the Panthers again so far uh, in Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland came off their worst performance of the year offensively, really. And Baker Mayfield threw, you know, threw for 1,000 yards, but three, three turnovers. Uh, they played better in the second half of that game. The Panthers are not the Texans. The Panthers go back on the road again. They've lost four in a row now. Greg Olson out for the season with a busted up foot. Cam Newton's shoulder is not what it used to be. They had to bring in the backup to throw a 50 yard Hail Mary. Not, not a 75 yard, a 50 yard Hail Mary they had to bring in the backup quarterback for that. The Panthers team looks lost right now. Defensively, they are not what they're supposed to be. Ron, Ron Rivera took over the, uh, the defensive play calling dues from Eric Washington. I think they're in disarray. Um, I like the Browns here to win this game outright and you give me a point. I'll take it. Love it. Love it. I love it, too. The I Panthers, it. I... Kind of game you don't want to punch. I was high on the Panthers about three or four weeks ago. And so now, was I. Now, Jeff, I'm officially ready to say they stink. They okay? do stink. They stink. <laughs> They're a bad team, and I'm going to go you one step further. They're going to totally finish this collapse, and Ron Rivera's out of a job at the end I know. of the year. I like, I like Rivera, and obviously I live here in Charlotte. Like I, I'm not a fan of firing coaches very often, Um but Ron Rivera's done a great job here. He's been very underrated. He'll be he'll be hired in two seconds if he gets fired. But with a new owner, uh, his first year owner, David Tepper, I kind of think he's gone. I don't want to see it because I think he's done a lot with a little at times. And the team is not as talented as people would like to think it is. But um, you, you can't start six and two and then not make the playoffs. No, no, it's a train wreck. What's going on there how, right now? How it, about this stat, by the way? Go. The, the Panthers have been in existence since I think '95. I want to say '95. I should probably know this. I played for them. They have never had back-to-back winning seasons in their franchise history. They've made the playoffs three years in a row before, but one year was seven, eight, and one. Yet to have back-to-back winning seasons in their I, franchise. history. I mean, history what does that say about Ron Rivera, Jeff? I mean, he's essentially the NFC's version of Marvin Lewis. Right, but he's made a Super Bowl though. Yeah, he <laughs> I mean, made it and they lost. I know, but I mean they they've they've played well and, and, and the interesting part about the way they're playing now too is Ron Rivera is really good in December. Um which is uh quite he wasn't yesterday. He's not, but it's interesting because they've played well in December and it's it's you don't normally see this type of poor performance late in the season. Uh Polly, what do you think about this pick? I like the play. I, I, I do. I mean like I played them in the second half yesterday, and it seems like he Cam now is like he trusts one person. He throws the ball to Christian McCaffrey every friggin' yeah. down, and every once in a while the punches, and then he decides, you know what, I do not. He has so many trust issues. He trusts his Christian in himself, 
and then they'll throw the ball up the punches. And, you know, ever since Olsen got hurt, they've never been back in sync. And I don't know. I mean, they're the most underachieving team. And like I said, you, flip a, you have to flip a coin with Carolina every weekend. Uh, by the way, Cam Newton is twenty-two and nine in December. That includes the loss yesterday. So they they do oh, play some really good ball late in the year, but they just haven't haven't shown it this year. And maybe there's there's some correction now, um, kind of getting to the mean in December football. All right, Pauly, your last pick. You're up, man. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, maybe a little bit outside the box and a team that I sort of didn't believe in. And I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears plus the points against the Rams at Love home. It. I think this is gonna be the biggest game in Chicago. In a long time, and you know the way the Bears fans, um, uh, uh, how they roll at least, at least the way they're going to come out. And you know, yesterday watching Goff, I I really feel that Mahomes and some of the other guys, they stand in there a little bit more sturdier with pressure. You can get to Jared Goff a little bit, and I have a feeling that they're going to come at him in so many different ways and get in his face. Hopefully, it'll be a nice little cold day there in Chicago, and, and I think it's just time. I think it's time for the Bears to take that stuff. Matt Nagy has just done unbelievable things. You get that game in overtime, first of all, yesterday was unbelievable. Um, and whatever quarterback he throws out there, the system is working, and I think they'll be able to put up points, and I think their defense will, will, will definitely show up. I, I don't hate it, Paulie. I, I'm good with it. I think that the Bears' defense is going to be real fired up, and um, – you know, the Bears are kind of – the Bears remind you a little bit of the Rams, don't they? I mean, with the way they, their offense kind of works at this point, it, it's it's reminiscent of it a little bit. Trubisky's kind of following the path that Goff did. Disappointing first year, much improved the second year. They used Cohen and Howard really nicely. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate this on the road. I, I think the Rams in a cold-weather outdoor environment can, can, be, can be gotten to. I think this is a great pick um... – Paul, because Mr. Biscuit will be back, I assume. Um, a home dog is fantastic, and the Rams are not very good at covering this year. They're a great team, but they're not great at covering. They, you know, they covered yesterday late. Uh, Todd Gurley tried not to cover. He tried to, to run the clock out. And then Matt Stafford threw a pick. You know, They had the ball 20 seconds left at like the 11. They threw a pick in the end zone. They had a chance to cover that game. Uh, the Lions did. So I like this pick here. All right, Blackjack, you're up. All right, I'm going to go to Sunday as well, Jeff, but I'm not going to football. I'm going back to hockey, baby. Back to the ice. We got an NHL game that's really piqued my interest on Sunday. It's the Philadelphia Flyers at the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets are not only the better team in this matchup, but they have the advantage on the schedule as well. This game is at 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. The previous day, Philadelphia is on the road in Buffalo playing a 1 o'clock Eastern game against, as we talked about, a very good Buffalo Sabres team. Now they go second game of a back-to-back on the road, second day in a row, two afternoon games in a row at Winnipeg. Love the Jets. Take them on the money line. Blackjack says so. I'm taking the Jets on the money line. All right, we have our nine picks. Let's recap all nine of them. I took Baltimore plus seven against the Chiefs. I took Arizona plus two and a half uh, at home against the Lions this weekend. And I ended with Cleveland plus one against the Panthers. That is in Cleveland as well. Paul Aduka, Buffalo plus nine. Got a great number against the Jets. You better hop on that now, people, before that changes. That They're at home against the New York Jets. Second pick, 
took the Colts plus four and a half at the Texans. The Colts obviously losers six to nothing yesterday. Remarkable. Uh, getting uh, some points here like this play and ends with the Bears at home. Big game. Bears, Rams, Bears plus three and a half. Blackjack first pick going with the Las Vegas Golden Knights against the LA Kings on the money line. Started a little hockey action bringing to the Parlay podcast. Goes back to football for a second pick. New England minus eight at the Miami Dolphins and ends with another hockey play. The Winnipeg Jets money line on Saturday against the Philadelphia 76ers. That is all. Can I throw a flag of, on that last one? Excuse me, the Philadelphia Flyers, I should say. What? Can I throw a flag on that last one? Why? You want to throw a flag on the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah, because I'm worried that they're not going to be able to drink beer. They're not going to be hungover. What? What? Hockey players usually get hungover. You know, drink some beer. I'm a little worried they're not going to be hungover. They're going to get a nice sleep. So I don't know about well, you. Why won't they be hungover? Polly, what the fuck are you talking what about? What are you talking about, dude? You guys didn't get the joke. Just go ahead and erase it from the podcast. <laughs> it's not me erasing the podcast. Oh, this is unbelievable. This is why. This is why we do a podcast. What can you explain? <laughs> because I'm playing on back-to-back nights. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, back-to-back nights. You ever seen how you play? You play black. Games. You play back-to-back nights all the time. You guys drink all the time in between games. Yeah, but then I wouldn't play. I had a backup. That's why I have a backup pitcher. I know a lot of baseball players that drink after a night game before a day game and still play. Come on. Oh, I saw baseball players do a lot better when they're drunk. A lot of guys perform better when they're so why, so why you flag? <laughs> so why you throw a flag then? No, I was just saying. I was just trying to make a joke. Oh, good Polly. joke. But I, I mean, I can't argue with blackjack in hockey. I mean, it's money. I, I tell them. So. What an amazing ending to, to our <laughs> edition of The Favorites. Thank you to all our listeners on The Favorites. We have shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can download our free Action Network app in whatever app store that you are a part of. You can rate and review our show as well. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. And on Friday, Georgina will read our favorite reviews on the Friday show for Blackjack Fletcher and Paula Duca. I am Jeff Schwartz. Thank you, and we'll see you Wednesday when Chad talks to Scooch. Till next time.